Hi, I'm Tam. And I'm Eternally Mortal. And this is the Hidden Egg Podcast, where we talk about vulnerability. And stuff and stings. Wow. Okay. We're going there. I just got to go a different place. Yeah, you every do. Time. You know, <laughs> you know how I go one way and then come home a different way. Yeah, I was <laughs> just thinking that, like how you can't go, you can't drive home the same way you left, but you do every okay. day for work, don't you? No. No, I don't. No. <laughs> There's like, let's say 40% of it is back and forth on the same road. But the first 60% of it, I split on purpose. Huh. I didn't know that. I thought mm -hmm. you went the same way. I do not. Well, you know, that's you. That's, that's me. So you. It's this mortal right here. So welcome back to the hidden egg podcast we're all we're always happy to have you here and listening to us um so tam we have some things we actually like are interested in talking about today don't we yeah we went over a bunch of stuff in the pre-show and i've already forgotten a good portion of it so that's yeah, fun me, me too um but some of it'll come up and like one of them is continuing to cause blushes in this mortal that is definitely going to not disappear so i don't know if you want to lead with that one yeah, it let's lead with like... that one since since we were already starting with it. Might as well. Every day, every day is a winding road. That's a good song. Is that song. a Cheryl, Cheryl Crow song? I think, yeah, correct? I think so. Maybe. Uh, okay. By the way, Sturge really wants me to sing on the podcast. Really? Yeah, I don't know why, but it just popped up. I suddenly, like, I was I was thinking about, like, singing the... Every day is a winding road, and then I was like, mm, my voice isn't really cutting it right now. I I recommend trying to sing into your mic and recording it just for yourself to listen to, so you can hear mm. what it sounds like before you know popping it out in a podcast. But that's mm. just my recommendation. And uh, embarrassing yourself is good content, so maybe <laughs> don't listen to me. I guess I don't know. Um, I don't know okay. if if you know what Sturge. If you had been there for the writing group before the podcast, you would have heard me sing because we uh, somebody mentioned Carmen San Diego, and like I couldn't, I couldn't stop myself from singing the intro little blurb song. You know, you know the one because it's it's singing in your head right now. I'm sure if you've seen the show. If you haven't seen the show, then I guess you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> What? What show? What happened? Carmen San Diego. Oh, did you miss? Oh, that? the where the where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just said it, but you know in your head you were it was singing to you. Yeah, it's where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Oh, nice. Oh, that's what I remember. Yeah, yeah, and I I I I, ha I couldn't stop myself. I just started. I I just said that in in the sing song voice. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's because it's a light. It was delightful. It was a very '90s thing. It wasn't the '80s, right? That was '90s. Yeah, that was '90s. Right, it was a, like early. 90s. Favorite game. Yeah. It was. It was one of my favorite game shows, and possibly the favorite game show too. It was. It was great. I don't remember anything about the actual show though. It's killing all me. I, all I remember are a couple of uh, computer games that I played. Um, and uh, there was a cartoon um, also, I believe, that I watched. Yeah, yeah, the, those and... were there too, but it was it was also a game show. And I think I, the game show wasn't first, 
but I think it was the most popular. Mm. I'll have to check that out if that still exists somewhere. That's got to still exist somewhere, right? One would think. I haven't looked There's... it up, but... I still have found people that are discovering the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, like, sing-along musical stage show that they did in the late 80s that I adored as a child <laughs> and if I could probably still sing along to most of the songs but like it wasn't super canon the turtles like it was one of those like we're gonna try something and it's gonna get weird but it's the 80s so that's kind of what we do and uh like I've met one person that knows what's what was what it was before, and it's amazing to me. Anyway, sorry. so I'm Just... I'm sorry for uh for veering us off topic with the the song thing, but we were actually going to talk about Sturge's Writer of the Month award. Uh huh. Uh huh. So in the 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 Tam Monster Alley um Discord uh general chat, Just Sturge. Decide, said that he decided that I'm going to be the writer of the month on Medium for February 2024. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that's what Sturge said. Uh, I haven't, I hadn't written anything on Medium since July of 2023. Four, two, three, three. That's three. it, right? Yeah. 2023. Um, and I only had 20 published articles up to that point. It was pretty sporadic. They were all over the place. I read through every single one of them before I released a, an article an article that I'd pretty much completed uh, about one of my favorite video game franchises of all time. Sturge says um, the last time you published was July. Is that Oof. not what I said? Yeah. I thought Did you say July? I didn't. I don't know. That's okay. No worries. I thought, yeah, I thought you just and... said the, the year. No, it was July 2023. So, yeah. Um, so, I released that Mega Man article. Um a day or two ago and uh yeah, but that was after you were uh you you, you were quote-unquote nominated out. for absolutely after i was nominated for, i'm not trying arbitrary to arbitrary like... position i mean i don't i'm not gonna sturge was very sweet about those 20 articles that i'd written in the past um and so i don't necessarily want to say that it's arbitrary but like you know uh maybe it's a fun jokey thing i don't really know but like Sturge was very kind to me and i appreciate it greatly um, oh no 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 don't get me wrong your articles are amazing uh i i read all of them and i was like meh okay right on yeah 21 stories now um and i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot for a 22nd before the end of the month we'll see if it happens um but I was wondering if you wanted to talk about the fact that, like, my one story that I wrote, like, really hit me. Do you think that's interesting for the for the peoples? Which story? The oh, the, call the, mother. Of the mother. Yeah, yeah, that one. That one definitely stuck out for me too. When when you wrote it, I know I didn't comment on it. <laughs> well, you. But I edited it, and I, I mentioned specifically that story to you when you when you wrote it. That like that felt very much like a warrior within kind of kind of piece. Yeah, I literally cried when I read it back. Honestly, uh, I hadn't read it in months. I 
forgotten it existed to be honest but i i literally had tears in my eyes when i reread it um because it's touching a character that i care about and i didn't know that that character existed before that piece existed like those characters were created for that piece um just randomly i just randomly had an idea and were and went with it and that was what was recorded i'm glad it was recorded because there's a lot i can do with that um just those two characters well three kind of um alone uh create something that i can turn into an entire world you know me i don't like the complete lack of boundaries but because this is something that already exists i can use that to maybe create more from it mm. but like you know that impulse that gets you to sit down to write something that you want to write? Because mm -hmm. I don't. <laughs> yeah, because you're not a muse. You're a writer. There's a difference. Not, I'm not saying that to say that like one's better than the other. I'm saying that because like the advice a writer would give to me won't work. And the advice that I would give to a writer doesn't work. They're two completely different processes. Yeah. You have to okay. sit down and make the inspiration happen because you are organizing the words in your brain from the infinite that your brain can come up with. So it's it's still it's still, you know, you're you're getting the ideas and create creative spirit from an infinite source, but that infinite source is you and you get to generate that whenever you want. You just have to sit down for it. Me, on the other hand, I'm not getting my ideas from the infinite source of my brain. I'm connecting with some other weird, uncontrollable infinite source that may be inside of me. It may be some other universe for all I know. And if I sit down, I may fuck off for five hours and not be able to do a damn thing because it, the portal isn't open. And then as soon as I get up, five seconds later, the portal can open. And then I, I have to decide, am I going to move on with my life and just let that play out in my head? Or am I going to try to capture that? Those are two very different ways of writing. And it's not something that we get to control. I can't become a writer like you. And you can't become a muse. Like, it, we're, we're just given what we're given. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I 100% agree with all of that, but it makes sense. I get where you're coming from. And thank you, Sturge, for linking the article that we were talking about. I appreciate that. Um, I am a little embarrassed about I'm a little embarrassed about it, but not like in a, I think it's bad. I think it's really good. Um, I, I enjoyed reading it to the point where it caused emotions within me, and that's amazing. But I know that most people don't like their own work. And so I feel like maybe that's weird for me to say or cringe maybe for me to say, but like, I don't really care. I'm just telling you how I actually feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, but it, I don't know because, because it was an emotional thing for me because it hit, it hits a, a piece in, inside of me. It's still a little embarrassing. You know, it's like when people look at it or look at it or poke it or anything like that, like, you know, I'm like, Ooh, that's a piece of me. Be careful, but don't actually be careful. Be yourself, but be careful. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, uh, in the writing group today, they were talking about how writers have to, like, develop a thick skin. And I, I read from uh, Linda Carroll, one of the writers I'm trying to sort of emulate, but with my style, mm -hmm. to not, you know, be an identical clone. Um, 
one of the things she likes to say is, uh, I think she's referencing somebody else, but you have to be able to kill your babies. Babies oh. being your words. Right. I get it. Mm-hmm. So like you're you're at this this new stage of creating um, stories and everything where like you're you you need the sandbox of like no one no one coming to criticize you, which is fine because you write really fucking well to begin with. So like I don't see any reason for it, but the more you get down that path of of writing, the more you are even without external influence the more you are going to realize i can't keep this section i have to just completely cut out these paragraphs and then like there's this i don't know there's there's like a a grief when you have to cut out paragraphs or even whole chapters of work that you've done because it's like i just i birthed this i created this from inside of me and now i have to kill it and that's, that's what she means by kill your babies. Like, because you, you're creating it. It's, yeah. Why doesn't every book have like a raw edition that people can read? Because it'd be unreadable. I, think, I think that'd be interesting. I think that'd be interesting. It doesn't You would? Readable. 99% of people would be like, what is this crap? Like, they wouldn't really? be able to read it. All right. But, yeah. I mean, that's fair. You enjoy that kind of thing. But, I don't know that it gets because like what you're writing the book for is to get something across and the original words were cut because they didn't get that across. Mm. So to leave them in, it does the message a disservice. Right. Okay. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, because the message is the important bit. Yeah. And the words are just what you used, what your brain could come up with at the time. Like, no matter whether you're a writer or a muse, like, whatever your process is, however it works inside of your head, we both have to do that translating the idea into language. And that's so imprecise. And the first draft, like, hardly ever gets the right words in the right order. Right. Ben. Hey, Ben. Welcome in. Good to see you, buddy. We're all here. Yay. <laughs> I was worried, Ben, because I know that you're still dealing with some illness problems. And I was like, ah, he might not show up. And that's fine. Probably needs to sleep anyway. Remember to hydrate. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm going to go ahead and grab some water. Are we all going to hydrate? We'll all hydrate. We'll all hydrate. Solidarity, man. Yeah, absolutely. Now I hope that everybody that listens to this hydrates right in, in that moment. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Like mm-hmm. a group hydration. Sorry to hear that, Sturge. That I sucks. did notice you weren't there, Sturge. Your presence is definitely it's it is noticeable when when your absence happens. I I was gonna ask what was going on, and then things happened with me, and I couldn't. So I was like, well, if I don't see him at the podcast stage then i'll probably say something but you're here which is awesome we're so happy you can make it and i hope you were able to take care of yourself a little bit um during that time i know that if i miss shit it makes me feel bad (laughs) but if i can if i can give myself shit 
after that, it helps to heal that not bad feeling. So I hope you can heal that, buddy. Okay, but this says it's a gift, but it's not moving. Which one? The hydrated the queen. The it's moving for me. Is it? Maybe. Are you not clicked in on the window for Discord? Oh, maybe I wasn't. <laughs> but I clicked on it, and it like brought it up into the center of my screen now. It's amazing. You just get, just get Licky Kitty the whole time? No, no. Oh, it's a, like, oh, he's thirsty. He's so thirsty. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, Sturge has... Uh, Nom nominated yeah awarded. nominated is used very loosely here because i know with medium audiences that sounds like it's for a boost and i don't think it is i think it's just it's a it's an informal nomination okay lovely and i am uh honored and floored and um uh it has in in inspired me a little bit to to produce a little bit more art for the website and I appreciate that. I'm sure that that wasn't the intent, but like I, I, you know, I just I appreciate it a lot. The attention is is nice and cute. And you know, so, thank you. I'm actually thinking because of this whole like yeah. making you the writer of the month for February kind of thing. I'm, I'm actually, or maybe maybe we'll make you the writer of the month for March because I'm actually thinking about doing that like as a as a monster alley thing in general and just you know. Doing a writer of the month. Yeah, me and Sturge can can just kind of decide who's gonna who's gonna be the writer of the month every month or something, and do like a little a little blurb about them. And using you as the the very first writer of the month would be perfect. Cute. Although I don't know if you published anything in Monster Alley. Did you publish that one in Monster Alley? No, I've never published anything to a pub that I'm aware of. <clears throat> Well, <laughs> really? Have I? I I, f I feel like you did. I mean, maybe I don't know. You can feel free to go look. I'll look after after the podcast, maybe if I remember. That linked stories in Monster Alley. Oh, the the oh, mother did put, one. Did you put the the call of the mother, the draw of the mother in there? What do you mean me? You're you're an editor. I gave you editorial power. Right. Like, I know anything about publications. I have it's, no idea. I gave you the power to would've... publish it yourself, and I'm pretty sure that's what you did. Who wins the Writer of the Year Awards? Oh, I don't know. What I mean, we'll no, have to see. I, I know that I have the editorial powers. I just didn't think I'd actually used them. Or the all. decade. Well, that's, that's... I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we're going to have a decade. I'd have uh, to be on medium for like 10 years writer of the uh, century <laughs> i hope we have a few decades if i'm being honest maybe even a century or two i i don't i don't know if that's realistic but you know whatever we can dream hell yeah we can anyway i the the idea of of it maybe um for monster alley going forward we can as it's sort of not quite a joke, but it's it's not quite as formal with you. But the idea of it, I think, is is sound and might make people want to write in Monster Alley. But I I I, I really want you to post something in Monster Alley that's like writer themed, if you can. Yeah, I um I'm 
currently kind of bouncing around in my head um, a bit of a feeling about uh, media and my place in it. And oh, that'd be perfect. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's kind of the thing we talked about in the pre-show too. Like, it's a little bit of that. Yeah. So we we can talk about that. We can segue to that if you'd like to. But we could also. Didn't you have something you wanted to talk about? <laughs> I don't know. I, I there were so many things that we talked about in the pre-show, wanting to talk about, and I mostly like they flew out of my head. There's, I mean, there's the EMDR stuff. Yeah, there was the other thing. There was another thing though. Oh, oh, right. Why I why we didn't do the podcast last week. Yeah, let's go ahead and, and, you know, let you speak a little bit on that. Thanks, Sturge. I, I appreciate that. Also, isn't that the moment where she said the whole, you like me, you really like me? Isn't that isn't that, that moment, basically? Is it? Hell yeah. Yeah, are you aware of that whole... I can't remember her name um, off the top of my head. But that actress... Sally Field. Huh. Yeah. I best know her as Forrest Gump's mom. Uh maybe sadly i'm pretty sure she has some pretty amazing roles that i missed out on out there but um but yeah that moment was like iconic oh mrs doubtfire of course hmm. well anyway um should i move on yeah go ahead sorry so last mm -hmm. last week we didn't do a podcast and uh wait what hold on <laughs> A subject for what? Probably to what we talk about. Oh, what but, we talk uh, about. Oh, oh, you, oh. You, you can do your subject first, but we'll consider doing a... Yeah, yeah, that out, came uh, up in the writing me. group. Um, so, when... I, I, don't, I don't really know how to say it, so I'm just going to just come right out. I needed to clean my house. Like, it was a mental health disruption, and if I didn't, go on just a cleaning bender i've cleaned for six hours straight mm -hmm. i went on a cleaning bender because yeah. I, I i i was i was gonna go insane if i didn't I, I was genuinely a little worried were you well it hadn't happened in in a while you know like it used to be kind of almost a yearly or even seasonal thing yeah but but it hadn't happened in a while. So then, were you worried that it did happen or were you worried that it hasn't been happening for a while? No, no, no. It was during while it was happening. I was worried about your health during mm -hmm. like that. You, you were going to push yourself too far, honestly. And technically I did because like Friday and Saturday I had, um, I, I had, I think it's called dead butt syndrome, but it like made everything from my waist down to my toes like a fiery numbness oh that sounds horrible fun times i definitely did too much without doing any of my physical therapy exercises or anything so that was scary fun but mm -hmm. the kitchen looks amazing it is much. It is it is delightful in there now. Uh, you've done a wonderful job with it. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm trying to do more in less intensive spurts. Like I think it yeah. is my sciatic nerve. I I guess I don't know. I know that my problems aren't the like the 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 bones and the um, the discs of my back are fine apparently it's all my muscles 
my muscles are undertoned and out of place and they're constricting my nerves all up and down my whole spine. But apparently I moved too much in all the wrong ways last Thursday and um, and it just started compressing the nerve. So I started having the nerve feelings. My butt did die a little bit. But it's back. It's 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 all right. I did a bunch yeah. of exercises and that helped immediately. I just need to keep up with them. That's welcome always the hard butt. part, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Did you just welcome my butt back? Well, I just said welcome back butt. <laughs> like it was the name of a show. Okay. Actually, there's a, a Mario Kaizu player that I see on YouTube shorts that uh, his name is first name butt. Anyway, um, like his legal sorry, first ahead. name? No, oh. probably his YouTube. Ch- I think probably his YouTube channel's name is called First Name Butt, all one word. Hmm. Um, and uh, his intro was First Name Butt, Last Name Head. And then he plays amazing Super Mario gameplay with impossible jumps and crazy mechanics. Anyway, sorry. Please continue. My apologies. I mean, there's not really a whole lot to say about it. I just, I, I, I don't know if it was from EMDR last week. It seems like every Wednesday when I do EMDR, the next day or within a few days afterwards, I, I feel this shift, another shift inside of me. And sometimes I don't know what the shift is. I just feel it and I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. I wonder what it's going to do. And it does, you know, subtle things that just add up eventually. And other times it's this insane shift that's like, I can no longer live the life that I am living. I have to do something right now so that it is changed. And that was what happened last week. The compulsion was strong. Yeah. Yeah, it was very strong. I get it. Well, thanks for sharing that. Hmm. I mean, I knew the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it, it it sounds a little weird to say it like in public because it basically boils down to, oh, we didn't do the podcast because I needed to clean for six hours. But, y- you know. But yeah. Yeah. It, it it's happens. fucking relatable to some people. It's absolutely relatable to some people. They live in those spurts that just sort of happen what's seemingly outside of your control so yeah and apparently my my therapist thinks i might have some ocd which Mm. i mean considering the whole i had to clean for six hours yeah i i I can see it Possibly. possibly some elements sure absolutely yeah so you know mental health i'm insane mm-hmm. it's fine it's fine but we're At here least you, know how to, you know how to take care of yourself afterwards you know you you went through the experience you then realized and paid the consequences to the best of your ability and worked on recovery from it and you're back yeah you're back baby <laughs> yeah was there another thing so, you wanted to talk about I was thinking about um or do we want to talk a, about um the the Korra versus Korra Avatar? Korra versus Avatar. We can either Korra versus Avatar or we can talk about Rimworld. Those and, are the two things. Oh yeah, Rimworld. Let's let's do both. Can we do both? We can probably do both. I mean not at the I, same time, obviously. 
I do. Okay, you talk about RimWorld. I'll talk about Korra. <laughs> and, and, and then we'll be just like both of our families. Um, anyway. <laughs> asses to um, the... No, we're not. No, we're not doing the asses. No, sorry. We'll get to that. We'll get to that when we talk about RimWorld. Anyway, the... Have you even seen Korra? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you... I, I wasn't sure if you watched it because I know we didn't watch it together. So if we don't watch it together, I can't be sure if we watched it, if you watched it. Understood. I know I watched the entirety of Legend of Korra. I'll be honest. I don't super 100% remember how it ends necessarily, but I remember a decent amount of the characters. I know uh, Avatar The Last Airbender better. I've watched it more times. I only watched Korra once. So I but, remember um, how Korra ends. Do you mind if I do like a, a spoiler alert thing and, and tell you or... Yeah, I'm okay with that. So, spoiler alert for uh, anybody Legend who hasn't Korra, seen the sequel Korra, to Avatar go, Lost, go watch the whole thing and then come back. No, um, or just yeah, skip go. forward right now, <laughs> dude. <laughs> don't rush me. Um, no, so me. basically, it ends where like everybody gets all the powers. The it's no longer by nation kind of scenario that oh, way. Yeah. And yeah, and and the wind nation air nation whatever starts being rebuilt by other people um being born in other like from the earth kingdom from because up until that point they if you were in the earth kingdom you could only ever be an earthbender right and i think there was also um a thing about the spirit world actually like I don't know, getting some kind of custody schedule where they could sometimes come to the regular world or something, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't remember. I know that there was a big, big deal with the spirit world, and that was uh, a huge aspect of it. Um, I remember that to an extent. I remember being kind of blown away by how they went with it. Um, it was it was pretty delightful, Legend of Korra, from what I remember. Um, I wanted, I wanted a little bit more. Aang. More Aang? If I'm being honest. Yeah, Aang's... I think they could have put more Aang in there and, and it would have been a better story. Not to See, say like... that it needed to be all about Aang, but like, we got real invested in him and then in Korra, we're just supposed to forget that he existed? Like... No, no, no. It, I there mean, was more the Roku! To... There was. There, there was, was more, more Roku, Roku in The Last Airbender than there was Aang in Korra. And it's like, we didn't give a shit about, about Roku. You just brought him in because he was necessary in those scenes. But, like, we were invested in Aang. You should have... Where's, where's, where's my contact with Aang? We need more. Yeah. But um, I was kind of okay with it at the time i wanted more but i i was okay with it you know like i didn't judge the show for not giving us more too much um i just wished it we could i i want them to give us like a deleted scene in, or an episode or two that is just ang episodes that would be fucking amazing honestly i think if it hadn't been a sequel and if the last airbender had never been made i think legend of Korra would have been a great show Maybe not, maybe not fantastic, but it it would have been good. But because it was a sequel to The Last Airbender, it just didn't it didn't measure up. Okay, so uh, Ben and Chat has uh, posited that uh, 
the lot the a lot of the highs between the two series were in Cora, but more of the shortcomings too. Do I agree? Do you agree? Um, um I don't know that I agree. I mean, I do like how Cora did a lot more of the backstory of of world building. We got to see the first Avatar and how <clears throat> excuse me how the Avatar came to be, and I really enjoyed that. But I don't know. The Last Airbender had such a tight storyline like they had from day one they seemed to have an idea of where they wanted the story to go and and so you 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 walk the path there but but Korra seemed a little more disjointed like they weren't really sure where they were trying to go and so you end up with this like jagged path all over the fucking place meh I mean that can be. An, I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to take away your interpretation of it. Your experience with it is what it is. Uh, I felt like the spirit world sort of like mortal driving to in, and from work in the middle. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> season two of Korra really messed up a lot. I'm gonna have to rewatch the show because what I remember is that. Um, okay, so first of all, a Aang was a really, really impactful character to me. Um, the, the character of Aang, who was a person that had his own... Gosh, I'm going to say some stuff, but like every character is so multifaceted and we only see certain bits. I'm going to feel embarrassed about it. But from my remembrance of Aang was that he was a character that was trying to do the best he could to live by the way that he thought was the best way to live. Honestly, um, I always saw Aang as like the archetypical or archetypal, I don't know, whichever word you want to use, um, child character. Like he came from the Air Nation and so that justified his whimsical nature, but he was basically the perspective of a child. And 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 he was he had this huge responsibility and the the story that you end up walking along with him is him maturing into a an adult and being and and then questioning the the very end of of that series is him questioning all the adults before him that told him he has to do this thing and he's like I don't want to do that and him actually superseding the adults and and becoming better than them so like it's this coming of age story that we can all at every age really respect because it it it's a it's a journey that we all have that repeats no matter it's not just about being a child it's coming into a responsibility and then maturing as a result and then questioning those that came before you so that you can do it better i just didn't feel like that happened in cora okay right on i'm going to continue what i was going to say about ang though if you don't mind i appreciate you sharing how you felt about it the character that's amazing Sorry. Um, no, 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 no. It's totally fine. Uh, I just want to continue from where yeah, I left yeah. off. That's yeah. all. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, through the entirety of the show, if I remember correctly, Aang was always the one that was searching for the, the, the moment, you know, like really living within the moment and trying to find the best within each moment. That's what I saw at Aang. Aang liked to go play. Aang liked to, to go and you know, uh, surf on the dire sharks or ride the, the things with, the Unagi. Uh, with the, right. The, the Unagi and, and, and ride the, the, 
the penguin things. Right, there was the penguins. The penguin was great. The troughs in the Earth City with Boomy. Right. Um, like everything like was about the experience. Aang was a huge enjoyer of trying to get the experience out of life and see what was around him to do. And that's what I really appreciated about Aang. And you're absolutely right. He did evolve and grow in the ways you're talking about perfectly. Ben's got a good um, point that I think lends to that perspective as well of uh, it being like one of those kind of coming of age stories and that like the wise air monks taught him all of this stuff and it it almost becomes like the air nation becomes this sort of allegory for wisdom and mm -hmm. the fire nation the allegory for productivity or capitalism where like power. where like the very first thing that 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 power and capitalism and all of that you know productivity really etches away at is wisdom is the peace and tranquility it's the first thing to go and like ang was like the seed of that to bring it back well yeah. of course the air nation is anti-capitalism yeah, i think that that'd be pretty of course they relatively are clear. relatively clear i think yeah I, um, I don't i don't think that they would believe in that structure at all what do you say to two copper <laughs> anyway um yeah. two copper pieces there it is yeah um I don't know, hundred percent know if they'd necessarily be anti-capitalist because they'd they'd be a lot more like, yeah, you do what you yeah, do as long as you find guess joy in it. That's true. They wouldn't really be anti anything. They'd just be like, that's just not the way. That's not the way we do it. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I I do need to rewatch Korra because I can't remember the dude's name that like was rebuilding the the Air Nomads. Yeah, there was a lot going on in Korra and I'll be honest I feel like that was another part that that they messed up with because there's it was too busy there were too many people to pay attention to too many big stories happening in the lar in the in the larger story there weren't like it was it was easy with um the last airbender because there was the one bad guy and you knew that from the very beginning that was the bad guy and he was part of the one big nation that was the bad guy and everybody in that nation so it was very black and white everything was easy so you you had a lot more room to use to play with allegories i guess also to show that the bad guy isn't necessarily always bad like you know ozai was certainly a piece of shit but like ben mentioned like the 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 pacifist route that ang went through with that conflict like I think show didn't Ozai show growth at the end? I can't maybe maybe he didn't. <laughs> no. No. No, he took his powers away and and basically whiny guy after that. Basically, I guess. uh oh, what the hell is his name? What's what's the prince's name? Zuko? Zuko. I don't know why I just brain farted that. Um yeah, Zuko was like, Hey, maybe maybe your time my time, you know, as outcast gave me time to think. Maybe your time in prison can do that also. And so there's yeah. like this illusion that maybe he could grow, but he didn't, as far as we know. Well, yeah. Oh, I guess we, I guess, I wonder if I'll watch Korra back and see if there's any mention of him. And yeah, I, I don't know, know if you've noticed in the chat there. I, I ben, ben let us know in the writing group today that the, the live action one is out. Yeah. 
and I've known it was coming for a little while, and I'm hopeful. I've heard some decent things about it, and I, I think it's going to be pretty good. Um, I just don't know when I'll have time to put it into the schedule, because I know as soon as I start it, I'm going to be ravenous. Yeah, if me too. I'm going to wait a few days. Good. Yeah. Because we have, we, we watch a thing with one of our mutual friends on Friday, and I just don't know if I can start it before we do our Friday thing. So maybe, maybe Sunday I might try to start that, and then I just won't do anything else. Is it, is it just eight hours? Is, is eight that it? Hours? Is that it? It's just eight hours? That's it? Oh. God, my favorite streamer that I watch the VODs for, those are 14-hour streams that I watch the entirety of. Well, I would listen to it while I work. Obviously, I can't do that with Aang, right. with The Last Airbender, but, like, I, I should be able to find eight hours. <clears throat> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I got a lot coming up. You know, if... <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Appreciate that. <laughs> if, if, if you want, we can try to, like, coordinate a watch party or something. Since Oh, I don't know. Maybe. With or without you, you know. Sturge doesn't have Netflix, so I'm like, you know, I don't oh. want to. Oh, you mean like do it in Monster Alley? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Maybe. Um, maybe. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. So, and then do do we want to continue talking about uh, this, or do we want to move on to RimWorld? I guess I never really finished what I was what oh, I was sorry. trying to say originally about the um uh, horror versus that. Avatar. Yeah, I just kind of get lost in my thoughts. Anyway, um, I was really impressed with Korra as a whole. Um, there's some some parts of it that are as impactful, I think, as uh, the most impactful parts of Avatar: The Last Airbender. You know, um, the secret tunnel song is going to be remembered by, by me for all time but also do the thing oh do the thing remembered. that it's was the best part of Korra all time best part of Korra um, do the thing Julie do the thing I think it was was it Julie said. I thought it was Julie but I could be I could be wrong <clears throat> uh yeah that exactly not the thing. Don't make me do the thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was, there was, I need to rewatch the whole thing again because now that they both exist, I'm going to have to watch both of them together. Uh, oh, really? That's cute. I love Robin Williams' daughter. That's fantastic. Um, so I don't know if I can really compare them because like Aang was so impactful to me as a character and the whole season, and Zuko was so impactful to me as a character as well. Um, and so like the whole show is so, it just hit me so hard. And I was an adult when I got to it. Like a lot of people experience that as a kid and it's part of their formative, you know, nostalgic years now, but like I was an adult and it fucking hit me hard. And Cora, if I had seen it in a vacuum, I may have been hit as hard by Cora, honestly. Maybe, but I feel like because it had the last airbender preceding it it was too matured it was well, i think they took it was just already on a platform well they took they took the concept of it and they complicated the story and made the message more mature and less foundational than than the last airbender and that i feel like 
kind of alienated it from its beginnings. Uh, that's that's valid. Absolutely. I think that it, for me, it's just that uh, the the world already existed for me. And so it wasn't going to be as impactful because mm. you're still in the same world. Um, it was some amazing changes to that world that happened through that show. And I'm, I'm you know, that I was it was impressive, but I don't I don't think it resonates with me as hard as Avatar The Last Airbender does. But again, if I watch it again, at my ripe old age of however the fuck old I am now, um, that might change. It's always a possibility. You know, but this whole idea of that world existed and then it wouldn't have been as impactful doesn't make sense to me. Because Doctor Who. Uh Uh-huh. Like, it's all the same world until it isn't. But it's all the same, like, it has... It's the same universe. Yes, the same universe. Absolutely. And some episodes don't hit as hard, but that's not because it's the same world or the same universe. That's because you can't be at 100 all the time. And sometimes you got to come up for air. And so some of those episodes are coming up for air. Some of those episodes are just done by people who aren't as strong of writers. And so the story wasn't as good. But mm-hmm. but when when you're looking at the, the overarching season and, you know, did the did the season finale hit hard well if it was russell t davies it hit it usually hit pretty hard yeah but that also the interest in it tapers off over time i haven't seen almost anything of the 13th doctor yet if i'm not mistaken well if i'm being Um, honest i just don't think that uh I don't remember what her name was, but the the female doctor. It's not because it's a female. I was really happy that it was a female. I just don't, I don't like her style of playing the doctor, and I feel like I'm not alone in that <laughs> perspective. It happens. Uh, I think Doctor Who would be tickled and interested in Doctor Strange, and I think Doctor Strange would be completely exacerbated and annoyed with doctor who i don't know who doctor strange is uh doctor strange is from marvel played on the marvel cinematic universe by uh, benedict cumberbatch hmm. ben dunkle cumberdinkle <laughs> and um thanks appreciate that uh <laughs> um but yeah uh i guess you didn't see any of the late stuff uh from Marvel. You didn't see any. Did you see any of the Marvel stuff? No, like no, Iron, I haven't like seen Iron anything Man. in like eight years. If it came out in the last eight years, I didn't see it. No, the the first um, the first strange movie came out, I think, over longer than that. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> Heck yeah, Sturge, you go get some. Um, the first Doctor Strange movie came out, I think, more than eight years ago. It was part of the whole build up to uh, the. Um, the two uh, what was it avengers the one that i really fucking loved that had thanos doing his thing and i can't remember i didn't the see the one with now. thanos oh my god yeah it, it was right before the one with thanos is the is, is when doctor strange came out the movie but that's okay you didn't have to have seen it i think you might enjoy it maybe but i don't know it doesn't really matter too much it's a standalone story Okay, well, sun-kissed asses. We we might as well move on to that one, um, okay. which you right. don't understand. But I don't. it's Sturge's fault 
because every time I talk about RimWorld, he starts talking about a different version of using those words and coming up with a very different imagination where Rim is a focal point of the world. And now I have this image in my head of an entire world, an entire reality where people's butts are just up in the sky just just <laughs> just really? holes to the sun right waiting you know to be supposed, licked you're not supposed to stare at the sun with your head eyes however the brown eye is undamaged by the sun well at least initially it gets bleached yeah, if you go for long enough. So true. anyway, moving on from that, what uh, what do you want to talk about with the the Rim World thing? Do you want to tell? Oh, I just yeah, everybody? I just kind of want to talk about how we're yeah we want to do this. I don't even know that we're gonna share it yet necessarily, but it's a cute thing we're doing, and um, we might share the experience. But we're gonna play Rim World together. Which it's a it's a single player game, so playing it together is going to take some some work. Yeah, a little bit. It's a it's a um. It's a survival game from world. I it's think we've described this on the podcast. Game. Colony survival game. Yeah. So basically you get uh, Whoa, little, these pictures. Little peons. Yeah. They're delightful. <laughs> um so you get these uh you get your little colonists, your little characters, uh anywhere from like one to probably ten if you wanted to get up that high to start out with. But you can get more than that as you go along. And a map where you have resources on that map, just stone and steel and fucking uh, berries and water and lava if you want it. And uh, you just tell your people what they're supposed to do. Hey, that's a picture of RimWorld. Yes. Researching who asked. Heck yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of kind of really funny here in this context. So I made I made Mortal down uh, subscribe to all of the mods that I subscribe to for RimWorld, and we're going to create a very specific scenario in a specific world with a specific map. We're gonna make everything identical. Right, we're gonna. Uh, use the character creation mod to be able to make sure we have the same exact characters in the same exact world on the same exact spot. And so we will have alternate reality versions of the same people doing something. Um, oh, Skittles. Anyway. Um, anyway, uh, sorry, I get distracted really easily, apparently. That's Since okay. we're going to have this alternate reality version of everything, I think it's going to be pretty interesting to see what stories we take. Because we have different play styles for this game as well. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Because I want to be absolutely 100% clear that I am a cheaty McCheater pants. And I want to make yeah. sure that's okay with you. Yeah, it's okay with me. I don't mind at all. Because I dev tool the fuck out of my games. We we are the gods of this world. Yes. And we're not doing Iron Man runs for this. Maybe someday, but not this one. This is not going to be an Iron Man run. Uh, you can. I'm going to save scum if something fucking terrible happens and I'm not ready for it and it kills my people. 
I'm gonna be upset about it. I will yeah. like horribly save scum if like all of a sudden I get attacked and I think I can survive. I will keep trying until I do survive that encounter. Well, but what I'm saying is I go beyond that because I take my role as God of 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 my colony very seriously. And if if things aren't working out, I will go into the dev tools and change it. I will give them a full stack of wood in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the dead of winter, where there's nothing that could potentially give them wood, just so that they don't die. Well, I will do you that. Can't say, you can't say give them wood on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have no problem with you doing that. In, in any way, okay. shape, or form, I, I want you to enjoy the game as you would enjoy the game. And we will see what differences come about from us playing. Like when they have when they have certain mental breaks, sometimes like if they have a murderous rage break and I just cannot, I personally just cannot deal with it, I undo their break. I'm like, no, you are going to imagine it really hard for a split second and then you're going to come back to fucking reality and not do it because we are in this together, bud. And you even imagine such a loving god such that's a god why that, i do like, it honestly like, because i can't you, just let the story play out no i gotta i'm there i'm an active you, participant in shaping this story as a human being that lives this life can you imagine all of a sudden looking at your life and being and getting that overwhelmed feeling and god themselves coming down and being like you don't need to feel that way it's okay just feel okay again i feel like i've had that happen oh yeah yeah like i feel like i've had every time i do that for my rim world characters i'll be like like sometimes not every time but sometimes the situation that they when like if, if they go into a like food eating binge right because they're just so they're frustrated because they had tattered clothing it's always something stupid isn't it yeah and then I and then I undo the mental break. Sometimes it'll like remind me of a time where like I I was like gonna just eat the like a whole pizza, and then like this odd calmness came over me and was like, "That's going to hurt you. You don't really want to do that. You just don't want to feel this way, and you don't have to. Here you go." Like, I, and it was a feeling, not like God saying it to me, but I'm like. I, I feel like this does happen. This is something that happens. We just don't recognize it because we're not looking at it from that perspective. Right. Absolutely. That does make sense. That's interesting. And Tam sounded like GLaDOS because that was Tam's impression of a loving God. Who's GLaDOS? The antagonist from Portal. <laughs> is that is that her name? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was her name. Cool. Welcome to... Shit, I can't remember the name of the facility anymore. Oh, yeah. I don't... Aperture? Aperture Labs? Aperture Science. Aperture Labs. Something. So, yeah, we're going to do a RimWorld uh, multi-universe story. And we don't know what we're going to do with this yet. We don't know if we're just going to do it for ourselves, for funsies, and maybe, like, occasionally share shit from it uh, on the podcast with y'all, um, uh, hyper fans that decide to stick around. 
I um, was thinking that we, we might do because um, I, I liked your idea of like writing each other letters. But like, what if what if mm. we started a, a medium series where we like letters of RimWorld or something and, and like <laughs> we we name our specific our specific version of our universe in the multiverse so that you know people reading can know oh, okay this is tam's universe oh, okay this is mortal's universe and then we kind of like talk to each other as as gods overseeing the universe this this particular colony like like two gods meeting at the water cooler yeah or the, or the coffee machine like pen pal gods yeah, yeah. That, that sounds delightful we would we would just do medium articles like to or at each other basically yeah a, that's what i was thinking but like but like have some kind of titling system so that it's a cohesive storyline and we right, could we right. maybe maybe if you're willing to maybe we could put it in monster cafe cuz that would totally work there yeah i'm okay with that that would work work pretty well we can and i want us to name these universes like yeah. as we would as gods because i want i really hope I'm praying that I have a bit of a prediction about how your name is going to be. And I think I've already picked. Oh, I I'm have no close. idea. I don't even have an I'm idea coming, in my head. I'm coming close to picking mine. And it is the like. Yeah, least what would it be? It's mine's the least imaginative, most nerdy shit ever. I want to hear it. What is it? Um, <laughs> it would um, probably be something like. Uh, I haven't figured out what the first part of it is, but I'm gonna number it six one five. Wait, you're gonna make it a number? Huh? If there was an organization that were able to uh, accurately uh, get an interpretation of the multiverse, they would probably number them like we do stars. Mm. Dewey Decimal Systems. Why six one five? Because if I remember correctly, in the Marvel universe, I don't mean the cinematic one, but I mean like the the comic book universe, the regular quote unquote Marvel uh, storylines all take place in uh, uh, the Marvel universe six one six, and so if I take six one five, I'm real close to that universe. Well, here's here's something that we could do, okay? Okay. And this this might take a little bit more prep time, but I think it'll be worth it. Okay. We could release all of the info for other people, name the multiverse of this specific starting point, and then use number the numbering system for, you know, you can have an, your number after it, and I, I can have a number after it to denote which one is which. That way, if other people wanted to do the exact same thing, but like start like starting from that exact same point and then living out their own, it like gives everybody the ability to branch off their own universe from that one point. Yeah, that would be really cute. We could do that. I mean, we really just have to do the the the, the hardest part is going to be recording the character creator. I think because like the the seed and the scenario are easy. Because once we create the scenario, we can just share it on the Steam Workshop. And well, the the very first thing I'd have to do is is um, do all of the mod, the like the list of mods, because oh, that yeah. took us like two hours to do that uh, between the two of us. I think we can probably um, do a list of the mods within the scenario. I don't know if you can. 
because the scenario's got you know a lot of word space to it. I think we could probably list the mods in there, and that way oh. people would know. Oh, you I well I was thinking like as a as a medium article and link to all of the specific pages because you were having problems finding some of them because they're named the same. And I thought having um, the links would would prevent that. Say that again? Well, there were some of the the mods that you had trouble discerning between two different ones because they were titled exactly the same you remember right mm -hmm. and if we have links to the specific um versions or not versions to the specific mods then that would make it a lot easier we also have to record like what version we're using yeah we would have to record what version do you think you can put 200 links in a medium article yeah steam powered links yeah why wouldn't i be okay. able to I don't know. Just it seems like it's a lot of links. Make it maybe difficult to load all those resources. It doesn't load the link. It just loads okay. the 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 text data, and that right. it is a, a a link. And then when you click on it, that's when it loads where the link is going to. Okay, right on. I'm a boomer. I don't know shit about shit. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. A medium article would be fantastic. I just don't think that everyone that interacts with it might become like i think that there's people in the steam community that might see it and be interested also but well that's fair I don't know. <clears throat> but if i make a if i make an article then i could we, we could link to the article from the scenario yeah, yeah yeah that's true too um so i think we can probably call that an episode post show possibly ready because... for the after show yeah i i kind of got to run to the bathroom as soon as i do the boob so <laughs> okay i do too yeah. so we'll take a bathroom break before the uh after show before the after show okay are you gonna be able to pause it or just leave it run i'm just gonna let it run i'll yeah perfect. i, I, I gotta that. do stuff after to to do it yay okay. sturge isn't gonna run away <laughs> hell yeah sturge i don't know when okay, ben so left yeah, Ben uh, had to bail earlier. There was a uh, gift that Ben left of kind of like eyeballing uh, Benedict Cumberbatch in a certain regard, if you take the, the gif as responding to the gif above it. And then Ben had to bail. Oh. oh. <laughs> Can you hear us? You're not even That's in the possible. audience. That's so weird. <laughs> He's a ghost. Um, that's cute. I love that. Okay, so we're gonna do the boop, right? We're down for boop, boop time. Yeah, we're well. We got to do the outro and then boop time. Oh yeah, the outro. Right, right. Okay, well, uh, I'm really glad you all came along with us. Um, it's been a delight. We talked about a lot of different things today. Uh, I'm eternally mortal, and I hope you find smiles this day. And I'm the accidental monster. You can find us both on medium.com, and I hope you. Nope, that's yours. Uh, follow yourself always. <laughs> Hehehehe <laughs>